Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedy coming to you live from California. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's true. Uh, and it's funny today, um, Smith Wigglesworth is in California today in the devotional. Oh. Oakland, California. Wow, true. Yes, that's a first. Usually he's in Sussex England or, uh, yeah. or Ireland or Australia. And he performed a healing miracle here, too. Of course. I've, what else does the guy do? That's that's his thing. <laughs> and um, uh, go to resurrectministry.com, and that's where you'll find our content and a place to uh, subscribe to the newsletter and um, donate, if you like, and become a partner. Yes. And to <laughs> drop us a line, you yes. can always, we receive some cool comments and some critique too which is always helpful yeah always in in a kind spirit uh but it's all been fantastic so thank you yeah i'm gonna go ahead and put the link for your article right off the bat here and we can come back to it later but uh, hedia's article is out on the christian post you definitely want to check it out and we'll talk about it uh, towards the end of the devotional uh, all right we're reading from smith wigglesworth devotional is who we are currently in we don't have much longer i don't think i think nope, we, another we have, month i think we need to start looking at what we're going to do next oh pressure's on i know it we did oswald chambers was our first year together yes um and that was for uh utmost first highest and now uh, smith wigglesworth devotional we're just finishing up our second year of this so did we start on the date that the other one left off so we haven't been through a whole year of a single devotional well, I have. Right, I was not together, I mean. Not together. Okay. Yeah, you came in somewhere in the middle, I think, of my... But we started Smith in the middle, wood in the wiggle, in, in the, the middle, too. <laughs> in the we wiggle. started wiggle in the middle. Yes. Okay. So yes. why aren't we going to go through all the way and do a year of we wiggle? We will do a year, but it's in the middle. I think we started, like, in, the, in July, I think. So we did read the whole book. Yeah. Oh, We're okay. Okay. More, I think we're more than half. We're we're pretty close. Okay, good. Because I want I wanted to be able to say I did the whole year devotional. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're on our Fantastic. way. We're very close. Um, and with that, uh, today was June 9th, and the title is A Fresh Vision for Each Day. Was and is June 9th. That's really interesting. <laughs> and the reference is lament Lamentations. Yes. Am I saying that right? Lamentations. Lamentations. It's a great book. I better I better read this book. It's good. <laughs> it's come there's up a, a couple times and I've told you, I'm like, we should read that together. Yeah, there's a couple of these books that uh, are just not widely talked about. No. But uh, today we're going to we're going to tell you a little bit uh, here. And that is Lamentations 3, 22 through 23, which I don't think it's the whole thing. But uh, it's a portion that says his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. I like this. Yeah, and there's actually different versions. It's, it, people, uh, uh, different versions use different words and compassion. Some say his mercies oh. are new every day, are new every morning. Oh, well, I think we, I think I got to check this out just a little bit further because I know there's more to it than just what we read just now. So maybe we'll get to that later. All right. The scripture reading, which we will read too, is uh, Psalm 62, which is also very cool. Smith says, I am out to win souls. It is my business to seek the lost. It is my business to make everybody hungry, dissatisfied, mad, or glad. I want to see every person filled with the Holy Spirit. I must have a message from heaven that will not leave people as I found them. Something must happen if we are filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Something must happen at every place. Men must know that a man filled with the Holy Spirit is no longer a man. A man can be swept by the power of God in his first stage of revelation of Christ. And from that moment on, he has to be an extraordinary man in order to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He has to become a free body for God to dwell in. I appeal to you who have been filled with the Holy Spirit. Whatever the cost, let God have his way. I appeal to you who have to move on, who cannot rest until God does something for you. God has been revealing to me that anyone who does not, does not sin yet remains in the same place spiritually for a week is a backslider. You say, how is that possible? Because God's revelation is available to anyone who will wholeheartedly be committed to, the, to following God. Staying the same for two days would almost indicate that you had lost the vision. The child of God must have a fresh vision every day. The child of God must be more active by the Holy Spirit every day. The child of God must come into line with the power of heaven where he knows that God has put his hand upon him. Jesus went about doing good for God was with him. God anointed him. Beloved, is that not the ministry to which God would have us become heirs? Why? Because the Holy Spirit has to bring us a revelation of Jesus. And the purpose of being filled with the Holy Spirit is to give us a revelation of Jesus. He will make the word of God just the same life as was given by the Son, as new, as fresh, as effective as the Lord himself were speaking. Wow. I wonder that's a tall order. That is. I wonder how many of you are a part of the bride of Christ. The bride loves to hear the bridegroom's voice. Here it is, the blessed word of God, the whole word, not just part of it. No. We believe in the whole thing. Day by day we find out that the word itself gives life. The spirit of the Lord breathes through us. He makes the word come alive in our hearts and minds. So I have within my hands, within my heart, within my mind, this blessed reservoir of promises that is able to do so many marvelous things. God has indeed been manifesting himself. I must tell you one of those, one of those cases. In Oakland, California, I held meetings at a theater only to glorify God. I tell you that Oakland was in a very serious state. Oh, even back then, right? <laughs> there was very little Pentecostal work there. And so a large theater was rented. God worked, especially in filling the place until we had to have overflow meetings. In these meetings, we had a rising flood of people getting saved by standing up voluntarily all over that place, getting saved the moment they stood. Then we had a large number of people who needed help in their bodies, rising up in faith and being healed. One of them was an old man who was 95 years of age. He had been suffering for three years until he gradually got to the place that for three weeks he was consuming only liquids. He was in a terrible state, but the man was different from the others. I got him to stand while I prayed for him, and he came back and told us with such a radiant face that new life had come into his body. He, was, he said, I am 95 years old. When I came into this meeting, I was full of pain with cancer in the stomach. 
I have been healed so that I have been eating perfectly and I have no pain. Similarly, many people were healed. I hope you are expecting big things, Hedia. It doesn't say Hedia in there. I added that. Oh, thought for today. No man can have the Trinity abiding in him and be the same as he was before. Isn't that funny? We were just talking about that today. We had a misunderstanding yesterday. Oh, and right. we got to talk about, you know, uh, you know, just making sure, Andy, that, you know, you know how God has been changing you. <laughs> Don't let that old man come creeping back in. <laughs> yeah, that sneaky devil. Yes. I started kind of snickering inside and I just I just was thinking and it, you asked me a very poignant question and in it. And the only thing I can point to as, as you know, as you being my bride Aww. and my love and um, as a team, we have been really um, seeking God's guidance yes. and, and speaking to him and, and having him speak to us. And over the last, you know, year and a half, two years, it, it really, it, it took a little time mm-hmm. for, for the flesh to, to, um, to give up that, that old man. Um, but every aspect of my life has been changed by God. Amen. It, it, um, and that's what I like about this, about this, uh, devotional today is that every day it's not a thought I had before. I thought it was like every Sunday, sometimes (laughs) every Sunday, sometimes. And Saturday that, night now too. That a, that a message. No, I mean before. Yeah. That, that that going to church on Sunday. I love going because every so often I might take something from it that would last until about well, the a, dri- a driveway leaving the church parking lot. <laughs> like that was good. <laughs> and I went to church on Sunday, and that was good. And so that was to last me an entire week. That moment oh. of of listening to God, hearing His Word, and and maybe applying it for a short period of time. But where the change comes is not on Sundays. The change comes in being with God every day. Yes. Waking up every day and looking forward to what he has in store. How he's going to show me something new, something more of his brilliance, of his majesty, of his promise, of his faithfulness. Or what I'm going to find that he's going to put in front of me that day to show me or test me. Ah. Right. Put me in a position and say, okay, let's see what you got. Does that to me. That's what you got, bro. <laughs> Hungry, but it, but tired. Every, yeah, but it's every day. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, this really is that I think that this really points out. And again, if we go back to that discussion, that that's the difference. It's that, that there's an aspect of our life that, that one aspect of our life that has changed is being with the Lord every day. Every minute of every day that when something happens, God, what do you want me to do? Yes. How do you want me to react? What do you want me to say? What's going to honor you? Do I, am I successful? No. Okay. I just wanted to. No. <laughs> just like, but that's wow, the bro, trick. you've way surpassed me because if you're doing that <laughs> at every instant, at every day, no. I really, I'm. Striving. Striving. I mean, I, that's, that's how it's improved that it is more often. Striving is more often, right? <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. But um, the good news for me is that not a lot bothers me. 
in, in the sense that, you know, like something breaks or something falls or, you know, some, some BS happens. <laughs> um, it, it's a, but I, you've, but you've always been that way. No. Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I had to be, cause my mom was not that way. My mom, everything was a disaster. <laughs> everything. She was, and it was like she was histrionic. Of, oh my gosh. Everything. <laughs> I remember losing my wallet one day and it devastated her for a week. And I was like, I was like 10. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was a teenager. Uh, but she's going, why are you not upset? You lost your wallet. I go, because I'll buy another one. <laughs> well, what about the money that was in there? What about the, that you have to replace? You blah, blah, blah. And it was, it was like, just like, it made her so upset that I was not angry well, or upset you, or concerned. You married your mom. <laughs> I'll just get another one. There's hundred dollars in there. I know it sucks that I lost my hundred dollars, but what am I going to do? There's got to be a balance there somewhere, though, right? Oh, every so often there's something. I mean, usually it's the the people that I love the most that, that will cause me to, you know, get a little bit upset. True. The thing that that throws me is um, being disrespected. That's the one thing that that's I, every man's. <laughs> When you look, I'm reading from the somebody that language. I love. I could care less what people I don't love have to say. That's the funny thing is that I actually enjoy it, <laughs> the disrespect. Uh, but when somebody I love, a child or spouse, that that is one thing that I. It's hard for me to not have a response. I'm reading. I think it's Jimmy Evans, the mm. the Four Rules of Love, and he talks about. I can't remember off the top of my head uh, the difference with what a woman needs to feel safe, to feel loved, and then something else. And a man is to be respected, to be loved, and something else. So he's like, mm -hmm. you know, every woman should understand that that is a priority for a man. It's like, oh, good advice. Yes. Great book, by the way. Yeah. Yes. The Four oh. Laws of Love by Jimmy Evans. Nice. I love it. Yeah. Good. It's in the title. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole, how you doing? Hi, Nicole. Nicole Schmoll. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you. So Amen. I... Every day we need him. Absolutely. Um, and she says we are a work in progress. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Constant. But that work cannot get done when you're doing it once a week. No. And, and sometimes it's like working not... out once a week. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get you don't get to get you're not right. gonna get very far. No. So a couple of things I took away from this. Oh, give her you don't mind yeah, me. Okay. Yep. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to interrupt you because you're really on a roll. <laughs> well, I feel better than I did yesterday. Yesterday, I was so, oh, yeah. my gosh, I was barely here. I don't even hardly remember our devotional yesterday. So I apologize for yesterday, but I was exhausted oh. and not feeling quite 100%. So thank you for putting up with me and showing up today. I was wondering if anybody would show up. No, come on. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Nicole Schmoll. Uh, no, you were fine yesterday. Okay. Actually, you were just, you, you seemed just a little more pensive. <laughs> you didn't yeah. seem sick. So what do you got from this devotional, Hedia? So I, <laughs> I, of course, I am, a, I have this overachiever problem. So when he says, if you're the same for two days, you've backslid in. And I'm like, <gasps> it's what I thought, <laughs> you know? So I, I struggle with that a lot. And the Lord reminded me. So what I'm struggling with is that I'm still in the, uh, we all are, but to a certain extent, I believe that this is a season of growth for us. Like the Lord is maturing us. And so I think I need to, I need to count as wins the time I'm spending in the Bible. So mm. when I got panicked by that verse, the Lord is like, you just finished a two hour 
intensive Bible study today. It was like a graduate course, you know? And I was like, yes, Lord, that's true. I did. Uh, I did grow today, you know? So I, I pushed myself that I'm not walking around like Smith healing people from cancer as I walk mm-hmm. down the street. And so it's a little, I mean, he's just got a tall order that every time you open your mouth, you, sh- you should sound like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And it's absolutely true, but do we live that way? Right. Where is it? Where is it that um, that is the most difficult for you? For me, is the, the respect. Where where is it for you that that can, does it does it often like what throws I, me off the most? Yeah, what throws you? Does there also have to be like lack of sleep or not feeling well? That also, I mean, what is it? what's the combination i think i've mentioned it many times it's for me it's the it's the a thousand task list Hmm. when they start to go wrong like when they start to not not get accomplished or there's suddenly an influx of things that i i convince myself need to get done today Mm -hmm. that's that's what starts to freak me and in the middle of that if the toilet doesn't work right that's the it's like that's the final dagger (laughs) okay so i i asked that question because what has god talked to you about that Oh, he's constantly, constantly telling me like, daughter, you don't have to do all 85 of them today. You know, like just breathe, slow down, breathe, you know, because it it happens. It often happens with my daughter because we're on the way home and she's very kind of easygoing and like she just let's stop here and get this. And oh, but what about that? Oh, I forgot my phone. Can we go back? And like it just it's a process. And. I need to learn to just, this is our time together. Slow down. It doesn't have to, and there's, because I'm thinking I need to get home because I need to do X, Y, and Z. Every, every task I'm in, I'm thinking of the next one, or I'm trying to do three at once. And so he's constantly walking me through, like, just slow down. Just don't, don't be obsessive. And so when I was reading this also, when you were reading it, I was thinking to myself, one thing, I don't know if you all do this, but I try to wake up every morning with the Lord and pray over myself. And I just realized that by listening to this, I need to start listening more in the morning. So I pray over myself, oh, Lord, your will be done today. Uh, I want to see you move. Um, Please dress me with the fruit of the spirit. But I need to start asking. And and my mentor told me this a long time ago, and I forgot about it. Um, Lord, share your heart with me today. What would you like to see me do today? What do you, what's on your heart today? Because I think it's really important to hear from God so that he could order our steps so that um, we're not just doing and expecting that God's chasing after us. He should be the one walking in front with us behind. But I feel like I'm <laughs> dragging him along. <laughs> okay, this is where we're going now, you know? And he's like, wait, I didn't say to go there. Like, oh, here she goes again. And then I get there and he's like, you didn't ask me, you know? Like, if you would ask me, I told you to turn right instead of do this, you know? And so I just feel like I really need to get better at asking his heart and letting him lead instead of me drawing up a plan and then asking him if it's okay. Mm-hmm. I think there'd be a lot more divine encounters. I'd feel a lot more fulfilled if I did it the opposite way. Mm. I think kind of the thing that helps me with, especially what you were talking about with the kids, um, you know, the four Falcos, 
um, is that I think what helps in, a, in an odd way is that I have them only 50% of the time. And I know that that 50% of the time, that, that percentage that I have them, I, I want to make sure that there's something that comes out of that time because I want to be um, parenting intentionally. Yes. Yes. That's actually, was really good. I've never would have thought of that. I was trying to think how I wanted to say something similar, but that's it. Not, and it's not to be kind. It's not like to say, Oh, you lot, you forgot your phone and you know, oh, it's okay. We'll just go back. No, there'll be something I got to think. I think what is, is it better to go back and get it? What's going to help them grow as a, as a person? Is it not going and getting it and say, well, now you have to understand the consequences. Right. So that, I mean, everything is intentional it, for the most part. Of course, there's moments where I just say, you know, go do whatever, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's, it, it makes those, those 20 trips that I have to take to the different schools and the karate's and the things like that. It, it there's that, I think about how I can use that time. That's good. So it's a lot more, um, less stressful and more intentional unless that, you know, I know when I leave that it's probably not going to be a direct drive back. We're going to stop at Del Taco drive through <laughs> Starbucks, um, <laughs> depending on which kids yeah, in Trader the Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly uh, Mickey D's. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> But in that moment, you know, it's, it's another time. We've had some really good conversations lately. I, 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 I you know, you probably can figure out that I like to talk, uh, but. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where but do you the, get that from? <laughs> I don't know, but I like to talk to them. You know, every day I ask you them like to talk to us. anybody, but them too. <laughs> But uh, only in snippets, though, for yeah. strangers. But they've gotten used to now. I right now, for the most part, every so often country music. But there's going to be Christian music on as we're driving around. Um, we'll say we'll talk about something that is related to, um, you know, either a message that I heard or something like that from time to time. Not every time, but every so often, I'll bring up something, and you'll see them kind of go, "Oh, here we go." But you know, they they're but they're. They don't question me like they used to. Yeah. They used to be like, really? Do we have to tell you that? And now they just go, oh, okay, that sounds interesting, Dad. Okay, can we go to turn uh, to, <laughs> the, the Trader Joe's now? Right, exactly. <laughs> but what we've heard, and I think that uh, you heard this in that that class that you went to, is that the, the children that have uh, that were troubled, that the one thing that their parents did is they never stopped. No. And that as much as you, they thought maybe that we weren't listening. We were actually listening. Yes. So to keep that in mind, that is as annoying as they may seem to be that I'm hoping in the future when they're in their twenties oh, or thirties, yeah. they say, you know what, dad, you know, when you used to, you know, read or tell us about something you learned in the devotional or something that Jack said, pastor Jack said, or something like that, that actually, I heard that. And I, it, it made me think. Absolutely. So that's what I'm hoping. That that uh, we can only hope. <laughs> Uh, I want to uh, go to the scripture reading, unless you want no, something else. And then I want to ask you about something else that happened today. If that's okay with you. She would. All right. So we're reading. Oops, sorry. Didn't bring it up. It is Psalm 62 is what today's scripture reading is. And the commentary we read didn't say that this was during the time that he was being chased by King Saul, but David uh, 
a lot of you may know that he was he had some difficult times and he had a lot of enemies. So a lot of these psalms were written at the at that time because he just demonstrated how much he relied on God during the most difficult times of his life. Truly my soul silently waits for God. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you attack a man? You shall be slain, all of you, like a leaning wall and a tottering fence. The only consul to cast him down from his high position. They They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Surely men of low degree are a vapor. Men of high degree are a lie. If they are weighed on scales, they are together lighter than vapor. Do not trust in oppression nor vainly hope in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. God has spoken once and twice I have heard this. That power belongs to God. Also to you, O Lord, belongs mercy, for you render to each one according to his work. So like, imagine David is like running from an army and he's stuck in a cave somewhere and he would write something like this. Like I always try to picture... Uh, King David when I read him because you realize that he was going through so much and yet he has this perspective because he has these outbursts of my enemy will be destroyed and broken like a fence and then he goes back to God I love you (laughs) I know I know you're going to do these things for me I'm not going to be stuck in this hole forever sounds like my Facebook post you know (laughs) He's just like, he's just, he, oh, some of them are so violent. There's so much, you're like, wow, this is in the Bible. Like he was not playing around. I'm sorry. I'm saying like a lot. It's your son. He's going off on me. Uh, His son says like all the time. And I just, I strangle him. Right. It just, it's kind of contagious. So I, I just, I picture that when I'm reading these. I have to like literally catch myself now. <laughs> it's so funny that it's Kelly that you are mimicking. Right? <laughs> it is. Well, because this, it's really pronounced because yes. Kelly is, he, he says like a lot and, <laughs> and Andy's hyper-focused on it and he's trying to get him to stop it. And then Kelly can't speak when his dad's like, stop saying like, and he's like, Oh, 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 yeah, and it becomes this whole like drama. And I'm watching this, and it's so painful on the sidelines. I'm like, what is happening? How do we get this? To- oh, no, can we move on? And I, so they, it leaves I, this impression no. on me. And now I'm, I am I'm determined. I, I see it, he's, it, the, he's, he's losing likes, and you're gaining likes. Yeah, <laughs> see that? I'm absorbing it to save him, <laughs> Thank to you. save him from you're your amazing. wrath. You are amazing. See that? oh boy oh my gosh oh now i forgot what i was gonna say i had something so spectacular to say as always hey i I just do want to remind you guys to comment like uh, nicole did why is i got all these people watching and only nicole's the one commenting say hi tell us where you're watching from let us know what you think about this devotional if you uh, don't like anything that we're saying about it say uh let us know or if you have something similar that you want to talk about 
or you have any questions for us, go ahead and throw those in, even if they're or, not related. Or, or even if you live a life where every word you utter sounds like Jesus, because I want to meet people like that. Yeah. <laughs> he will make the word of God just the same life as was given to the son, as new, as fresh, as effective, as if the Lord himself were speaking. Mm. That's what being filled with the spirit is. Wow. It's deep. Um, can you go through the, um, in case there's somebody that's new to the faith, uh, uh, what what this means about the bride and the bridegroom and the in the, uh, ah, in the scripture? Yeah, did we outline that? Let's pull that up because I don't think we read John twenty nine yet. Oh, three twenty nine. So here, uh, John three twenty nine. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. So he's referring to John the Baptist because people thought he was the Messiah. He was the Christ. And he's saying no. So when Christ appears, he's like, he is the Christ because he is the bridegroom and the church is his bride. So he's the friend of the bridegroom. So he's like, I am the um, he for he is the precursor. He paves the way for Jesus, and so that is what he means. That Jesus is the bridegroom. We are the bride, and he's the friend of the bridegroom. So why does he use that as a reference? How is that? How is that? Because how do we take because that? his disciples in this passage um, were asking who he was, and he mm -hmm. said so when they were asking him. The, you know, basically asking, there was a dispute between their disciples uh, and he was saying, so who are you? And he said, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear witness to me that I said, I am not the Christ. I was sent before him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. So the one that can hold that position must be the bridegroom. So the only one that could have the bride of God is, is a bridegroom. He makes that um, like a metaphor. I got it. Cool. Thank you, Hedia. You're welcome. And the next line is one that's constantly recited in prayer where he says, therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. Perfect. I want to ask you about, you have a friend who is going through something very difficult. Yes. And what's, what's even, I don't want to say worse. I was trying to look for something else. What's even more devastating, I think, for me hearing her story is that what she, what she's had to go, this mother has gone through that now has a daughter that's in stage four cancer, uh, who's in her 20s, I guess, the, mm -hmm. the, the daughter. But this mother has been tortured, has been threatened the knife, has been thrown to the curb. Uh, abusive husband uh, just comes, whole, to Jesus. comes to Jesus. She was a Muslim. Comes she to was... Jesus, puts her kids to school. Daughter gets all the way to a master's degree in Harvard. Is in the middle of a PhD program at Harvard. Just beginning to start this life that she gave blood, sweat, and tears to be able to get her to, and get stage four can meta metastasize cancer. Which is way worse than the mom getting it because I know her well enough to know that she would take that on herself in a yep. heartbeat for her. I bet you she's praying that, right? Give me the cancer. Um, How, I mean, that is just, I mean, just the way you told that is just like she's gone through all the saved her children. Was she in Iran when this is happening? 
Iran? When what was happening? When all the yeah. torture and yeah. stuff like that? Well, well, she gets tortured by the husband, moves here, runs away, comes to Christ, goes back and forth still to Iran to preach the gospel and gets arrested and tortured. Oh. So she's continuing to get tortured. So she's living her life as Jesus did. So she's suffering tremendous persecution to this day because she's a, wow. because she's a Christ follower and doesn't stop doing it. Wow. <laughs> she told this great story. I, I think you guys would appreciate this. So she's an Iranian woman and she goes back and forth to Iran. And uh, she told us this amazing story, how she gets captured again, thrown into prison. And they find all these Bibles in her suitcase. And they're like, what are you doing? And she says, I'm telling people about Jesus. And they say, they're looking at her like she's crazy because they're like, you're an Iranian, you know, you know that you're in Iran and that's forbidden. She's like, yes. And they said, well, why do you do it? And they're like, and she says, well, because I love Jesus. And they're like, okay, you're so crazy that you would continue to say that and say it to my face. Just go like, because, be, yeah, because they're just like, <laughs> you, you've got to be nuts. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if you would admit to that, like here, she would be 5150. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're like, she's clearly off. You know what I mean? Right. So they just let her go. Yeah. I wow. mean, it, that, that's how the Lord, I mean, you know, I, I think it was Peter that was in prison and they were praying for him to be released and the angels opened the door and he walked out, you know, it, you, the Lord can do, the Lord can do amazing things. And, um, through all this, she, she's not a wealthy person. No. Um, but there is a GoFundMe. Do, do, do you happen to have that Yes, link? it's in my, um, it's on my Facebook page. Is you, it GoFundMe? You, would you be able to text it to me and then I'll put it up in the comments? Uh, yes. Yeah, let's we'll do, do that. that. And so I'll put, whoops. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll take the link that Teddy gives me. And just again, you don't have to, but um, whatever it is that you can help her out um, with the expense of whatever she has to do to try to help her daughter through this. And but the, the, the woman, from what I heard, all the all, and I heard her leave Hedy a message and listen to her tell her story uh, over the voicemail that this woman loves Jesus, obviously. <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> and um, that doesn't that make you it does me, and that's because I'm still a little bit weak, but doesn't that just make you wonder what's, what's this all about? A woman that's so dedicated, how, how does this happen? with a woman like that well it's everything we read the more you become like christ in death the more you become like him in life and we read and we hear pastor jack say are you prepared to pick up your cross and offer yourself as a living fast sacrifice to christ because he will wreck you and remember the last prayer that somebody read over us oh jesus wreck their lives and you're like whoa wait yeah, yes. a minute we don't need what is that absolutely necessary and it honestly makes me wonder you know what what christ may have in store for us and that you know of course praying most importantly that we'll have the strength to overcome it and and grow from it but some people just get a crash course in that and come out in flying colors and wow it's pretty amazing all right so a link is coming for the um the facebook post that should lead you to if anybody uh, clicks on it and it doesn't work, let us know, and then we'll figure out a different way to get it out. Because uh, I'm getting some spinning there. Twitch didn't accept it, or it did. Oh, that's weird. 
So it looks like it's going out there. So yeah. if anybody, if you guys could click on it and just make sure it works and send you to the right place, um, she would appreciate anything, whatever it is that you can Absolutely. afford. Whatever. And they've all, whatever almost raised the whole thing. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Let's talk really quickly about your article. What's your article about this uh, this week here on the Christian Post? Uh, it is my advice on sharing the gospel in a hostile world. Wow. It's something that the Lord's been speaking to me for a couple of years now. And it, it finally all solidified in my head. We heard a sermon at Friends Church on Saturday that really conceptualized a lot of it very um, clearly for me. And so I was like, I need to I need to get this out because I've had a number of experiences that I wanted to tell and share with people. And it looks like we got some positive feedback from it. Yes. That's not, doesn't happen. No. Every time when I write I political stuff, I get attacked. <laughs> <laughs> when I stick to Jesus stuff, I, it's usually very positive. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I love it. Such a good story. No, that's a good story. A good, um, what do you call it? Lesson? Article. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. I, I tell the story of a, of a recent a friend that I met at church who was really exacerbated by her husband um, who was a devout Muslim and they weren't, she wasn't devout. She wasn't a devout Jesus follower when they married. So she didn't care that he was Muslim. Mm -hmm. Now she's come to the Lord fast and furious and she wants to basically drag him quicking, kicking and screaming and he's not having it. And so they're constantly arguing now. And I, I just, you know, was listening to her. She brought her uh, to the associate pastor at our church and he didn't budge an inch. And I just felt like in the spirit when I was praying for her, the Lord's like, just have her stop doing this. Like, like, see that? I did it again. Uh, that's not effective, that she needs to instead model Christ for her husband and continue to let him see her being transformed and let the children see that what she offers is superior to what he offers because of the transformation, because of her kindness, and the whole cloud of witnesses that may be watching, relatives, his relatives, her relatives, friends. And instead of trying to fight losing argument battles, uh, let the spirit work. And, and it's basically realizing, really realizing, it's not us who saves, God saves. And so you think your target is one thing or one person, but again, there's the great cloud of witnesses that are watching. And so you don't know who you're impacting positively or negatively. Right. Uh, because I also recounted the story of another friend of mine who's asked me to help out with the um, missionary to Muslim, the mission to Muslims for the church. And he said he was, he felt like totally overwhelmed by the fact that this Muslim was firing stuff at him and he felt like he couldn't respond. And I said, is at some point you have to realize that when the Lord says, don't throw your pearls to swine, or he told the disciples, when you go into a town and they do not receive you, dust the, the dirt off your feet and keep walking. When they were unsuccessful, he said, go elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And I said, because, and I was telling him in specific, if you argue like that in a public setting and you lose or you're not doing well, all those other people who were watching who would have considered listening to you now saw you defeated and you've lost them too uh, because you couldn't hold an argument with this guy that's like spewing nonsense. Does that make sense? Yep. So I it, recounted that story. Too. It reminds me of the story that I can't remember exactly how it goes, but Thomas Edison, I think was asked, you know, why, he, why he didn't give up after the first few failures of creating uh, the light bulb. I think it was, that was it Edison. Oh yeah. Edison. 
think it was. Um, and he said something like, well, I, I just learned, you know, a, a, a thousand different ways how not to create the light bulb. Ah. And it just caused him to keep going. It, it's like, oh, I just, well, that's cool. I learned how not to do it that way. Um, and then do another, oh, I learned how not to do it that way. And then he just kept narrowing it down until he had success. It's not about mm. getting it right the first time. You will have failures, but that's how you learn not to do it the next time. Yeah. Take that lesson. But often say, people don't take the lesson. They just think that yeah. this is the way I'm supposed to do it. And that person failed. Yeah. <laughs> they're, um, they're not open. So yeah. they don't change their methodology. Mm. They just keep doing it the same no. way and rationalizing that's the, that it's the right way to do it. Or they just give up completely. Say, man, I guess this is not for me. <laughs> There's that too. <laughs> all right. Um, anything else, my love? I think that's all I got. If you guys would share that link uh, when you get it, when you open it up on Facebook, uh, if you could share that with your um, audience, that would be amazing. If you have other Christ followers that would be interested in learning her story, I, I haven't looked at where it goes. Does it? Does it, it goes to the GoFundMe page? And does it tell her yeah. a little bit about her story? Yes. Yeah, I think people would appreciate uh, her story and. Would uh, love to help out if they could. So if you wouldn't mind sharing that out, that would be awesome. Thank you. All right. Hey, you want to tell them about something very cool that we have uh, available to them? Yes. It's the Edify Podcast Network. We are um, participants. We are showcased on their site. And so we'd be truly blessed if you would download it and subscribe. This is how you get it. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. All right. Susan Mendez has a comment here that I think is important to read. Hey, oh, my daughter beat stage four out of five times in seven years. Wow. She was 36. God called her home, but he got her husband's attention. Glenn took both the children to church for six months after that, before he would get mad when she took my granddaughter. He still forbids them to speak to me and moved back to OC yeah. for Menifee. So I don't know where they live yet. Oh, we'll be praying for you, Susan, to reconnect with your grandchildren, but uh, hopefully that experience, you, she left a legacy and it wasn't, um, and that's really beautiful to think because it's important that we have generations that carry on. So hopefully that good came out of it. Very good. Thank you for sharing that, Susan. Yes. And we're so sorry for your loss. All right, my friends, we love you guys. And, uh, what is today? Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> All right. We coming up on happy Friday. Yes. We're going to have a fun time tomorrow. All right, my friends. Oh, we actually we're having hamburgers for everybody. Yes. Come on over. Famous we're, Falco burgers. We're, we're barbecuing hamburgers. Um, yes, she did. Oh yeah, for sure. Fantastic. You're welcome. All right, my friends. We love you guys. God okay. bless. Good night. night.